What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Mike Janela Show. You already know who I am, and this week we're helping you get your Instagram game up. We're helping you get it on point, and we're doing that with our very special guest. Uh, what would you call yourself, Brian? Instagram star, aficionado? What's, not, uh... not, not Harley. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a struggling Instagram photographer is what I am. All right, we'll go with that. Yeah. Now, it's Brian Dumas, and he was. Uh, we're going to give you his credentials just so you don't think I picked up some random guy off the street for, with the camera. He was named one of, and correct me if I got any of this wrong, but hopefully my research came through, Brian. Named one of Thrillist's 24 NYC Instagrams you need to follow right now. That is one correct. Of, that's right. Okay, yeah. good. One of your snaps from last year was number 10 in WNYC's 25 favorite New York City Instagrams of 2014. That's true as well. You were a finalist in the Empire State Building. That's a tall building. I think a lot of people have heard of it in their uh, Capture the Heart of New York City contest. Also true? Correct. Man, and you just got over 5,000 followers on your Instagram. That's a recent milestone, right? It is. It really is, man. Yeah, that's a nice round number. Brian Dumas, what's going on? Welcome to the show. Thanks, Mike. Happy to be here. You know, I'm, I'm proud of you, bud. As a as a as a friend and a classmate, it's uh, it's been awesome to to keep up with your career and uh, and follow your moves. And I'm I'm just really honored to be on the podcast right now, man. It's just, uh from one new house alum to another. It's <laughs> we come, we've come a long way, brother. Yeah, from Syracuse Mafia, from those cold yeah, winters to to trying to do our best here in the city. Awesome. Way. I usually I give the people that come on the show a chance to plug their Twitter handles, whatever, at the end of the show. But I figure we can make this a bit of an interactive episode since we're going to be talking a lot about your photography and your work why don't you tell the people where they can find you now that way maybe they can start browsing while they're listening and it can kind of be a two-for-one uh, multimedia gig that's a good idea mike if you were looking for me on on instagram i'm at b underscore dumas d-u-m-a-s uh on twitter i don't really tweet that much for fear of alarming my employer but on twitter <laughs> on twitter i'm uh b dumas b d-u-m-a-s online and uh, my website is also the same handle, bdumasonline.com. Awesome. So get that. Uh, the Instagram, like Brian said, is the big one. And that's what I want to talk to you about this uh, this week, Brian, because you just got, I guess, let's start with those followers. We just mentioned it. 5,000 years got to that. So yep. congratulations. Thank you. Uh, first thing people are going to ask, and I have to give this caveat, I am not even on Instagram. I think I'm literally the only person my age I know who's not on it. How so, is that possible, man? I mean, you're I like... Know. So amazing. People want to see that. You should share that with the world, man. I don't know. Part of it, I feel like if I waited this long, now I just might as well hold out and it's like the cool anti-establishment thing to do. But one it's of never, these days, maybe. It's never, too, it's never too late, man. That's a good point. So it's going to be like an interesting perspective because I love people like you who definitely are into it. I know a lot of people that are on it and don't really do anything or they just post like once a month or whatever. So for me, who's not in that world at all, I'm going to be very interested hearing what you got to say. But the first question people are going to ask, I'm sure when they hear about the following you've amassed, that you've gotten to, how do I get that many followers? How did you? Dude, um, honestly, I'm still trying to figure it out myself. I mean, a lot of it happened organically. I had a pretty strong social media presence prior to joining Instagram. You know, I was active on Facebook. Um, I tweeted a little bit. I was blogging. So, you know, through those avenues, I feel like people were familiar with me and what I was about. Um, so when I got on Instagram, obviously, I, I started following people that I knew personally, celebrities, you know, businesses and companies that I that I liked. And, you know, as as the years went by and as the posts became better, more people started following. And obviously, you know, having been featured in the in the publications that you named and the in the places that you just listed helped as well, you know, help bring attention to my account. Um, so all those things combined and also, you know, working with other photographers and going out and shooting and, you know, having them post, you know, shots with me or of me or that I took and vice versa, 
kind of like some cross promotion, cross branding was also helpful. So, you know, there's no, you know, form, there's no formula. And I honestly, you know, there's people that I know who I met a year ago who had fewer followers than me, who now have three or four times more followers than I have. So there's really no method to the madness, but I'm just, I'm just honored and humbled that people have responded so positively to, you know, something that I, I kind of viewed as a hobby going into it. And now is it's kind of turned into a source of income, so to speak. How do you, have you been able to monetize it? Can you go into any details about how you get into that part of the world? Because most people, obviously you Instagram your brunch and then you forget about it. But if you can turn that into something where you get a little cash flow going, that's a good thing. It's a very good thing. And, and honestly, all that kind of happened organically as well. I didn't really reach out to anyone. I didn't really solicit any business. You know, my focus was really trying to put out the best work that I could and, and, you know, put out the best photos that I could and, and, and let that speak for itself. And what's crazy about Instagram and, and social media in general is that brands are, are paying attention and people are watching. And, you know, it's just like anything else in life. I guess you could say that the cream rises to the top. And as such, as I've tried to get better as a photographer, more doors have opened, more avenues have, have kind of presented themselves. And, you know, through networking with other photographers, through going to events and meetups and, you know, just meeting people, some some good things have happened. And, uh, you know, like I said, I've been published. I was uh, a finalist in the Empire State competition. Some brands have reached out, you know, to, to contract me for marketing and, and freelance gigs. And it's, it's just been it's been a, a whirlwind and a roller coaster, but it's been very exciting and completely unexpected. You're not the typical account, and I think part of that is what helps you stand out. You don't take pictures of your food. There's no pets. Uh, I just looked at your account earlier. I think there were only two pictures with you even in them, only two selfies in the last three months. And that's just, and that's recent. I, before that, you know, I wasn't posting photos of me at all. Right. Um, but So explain, you know, explain your style because obviously, like you said, that's recent, and that's not at all the kind of stuff you do, what most people think of as Instagram posts. So yep. what's, your, what's your style? What do you like to shoot? How would you describe what people will find when they go look at your stuff? Well, like you said, I, I, you know, most people post brunch photos and, and puppy pics. And that's Which great. they're cool, but yeah, it's yeah, been done. I, I, have, I have no problems with either one of those. I love brunch. I love puppies. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a dog, so I can't post pics of, of, of him or her. And I don't go to brunch as much as I used to. So that wasn't really an option. So, you know, my, my whole thought process going into it was how can I differentiate myself? How can I put out some engaging content that people will respond to that isn't, you know, selfies or like you said, brunch pics or puppy pics or, you know, something that, that's a little bit, I guess, something a little bit um, unique. I guess is the right word. And and my thing is always, I've always been fascinated by architecture. I've always enjoyed landscapes. I've always been a huge fan of Ansel Adams and National Geographic and just, you know, just stunning visuals and great imagery has always, you know, it's always been something that I've kind of identified with. And back in 2013, I bought myself a DSLR Canon uh, with the goal of, of shooting film and, and, and doing moving pictures and video. And, you know, after a few months, I realized that I wasn't using it as much as I had intended. And, you know, I spent a, a decent amount of cash on that thing. And I was like, how can I continue to use this and get my money out of it without, you know, having to, to film and, and do things like that? And obviously stills were the next, um, was the next best thing. And I just really wanted to challenge myself to to go out and, and you know, honestly, this whole thing has been a great journey for me because through photography I, I've really discovered things about the city that I wouldn't have discovered otherwise you kind of see the world differently 
when you're taking photos. And it's really opened my eyes to the beauty of New York. I mean, it's, you know, it's one thing to go to 34th Street and look up at the Empire State Building and stamp a picture. But, you know, to go to Chinatown in some back alley and find the beauty there, or, you know, to go on some bridge and, and, and find the beauty there, or anywhere in the city that you might not normally, you know, that might not normally be the top of mind, has really been a, a great experience for me. And uh, it's probably one of the things that I cherish most about this whole process. Now, you mentioned something there about having that, you know, the nicer camera. I think what a lot of people don't realize about becoming really good at Instagram is that it's not just a shot on an iPhone 6, like the billboards say. What's the, the actual logistic kind of work process behind getting these things up, uh, working with some equipment that's actually pretty legit? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I don't know if I agree with that necessarily. I know some people who shoot strictly on iPhones. And, okay. and you know, we're in, the, we're in the time now where there are so many accessories and add-ons. You can, you can buy lenses for your iPhone. You know, you can buy zoom lenses and, and wide-angle lenses and fish-angle lenses for your iPhone just like you could for a normal camera. Um, so the barriers to entry are a lot, you know, less than they used to be. You know, even when we were in college or the, the years, the few years after, um, everyone's a photographer now, so to speak. You know, everyone's capturing video and tweeting and Snapchatting and, and posting and Instagramming and, and doing all this stuff. So everyone is a content creator of sorts. So I don't know if you necessarily have to have a, a expensive camera to to create good stuff. And, and honestly, I know people who have expensive cameras who whose photos aren't as great as people <laughs> with iPhones. You know, yeah. so it's, you know, I, I say all that to say that the 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 the, the carpenter is more important than the tools, right? You can you can you can accomplish you can achieve great photos with a great camera, you can achieve great photos with with a smartphone. You know, the the technology is such now that you don't have to have a DSLR to to make great images. But my process, like I said, I have a Canon. Most times I shoot with that. Sometimes I don't have it with me and if I if I see something that, you know, compels me, I'll I'll take an iPhone shot. And more times than not, you can't really tell um, but you know what I do always, you know, when I shoot, I, I kind of shoot my images flat. I don't adjust the settings in the camera at all. I just, I just take the photo and then I, I do my editing and post mm. and, um, you know, I'll go out and that's the beauty of DSLRs is that you can take as many shots as your memory card can hold. You know, I've been, I've been taking photos since I was 11, 12 years old. And, you know, these are back in the days when you have to buy a roll of film from, you know, CVS or whatever your local drugstore was and, and, you know, take the photos and then go send them back to get developed and you wouldn't know what kind of shots you had for like a day or two. But, you know, that doesn't happen anymore. So I can go out tonight and take 100 photos, 300 photos, come back home. Right pick, there, just boom. Pick, pick my favorite five or 10 or however many photos and edit those and, and I'm good to go. And, and the, the feedback and the turnaround is immediate. And, and that's, that's, really, uh, that's really been an awesome part of it too. You use the carpenter and the tools analogy. Tell me about being the carpenter because some of these shots you get, man, are freaking – they're insane. You're like on abandoned subway tracks. You've got – you're hanging off skyscrapers. You look like you're up in helicopters around the city. Yep. How, do you, how do you set this shit up? Well, some of it uh, – some of it I, I don't know if I should talk about on, on this forum because it's not necessarily legal. But, <laughs> oh, uh, like, definitely like, talk like, about it on this forum. That's the good like stuff. Like I said before, um, you know, it's been a great way to discover parts of the city that you wouldn't normally be compelled to. Right. Like part of this whole journey for me has been to challenge myself, not only technically, but challenge myself as far as access is concerned. And, you know, New York is all about access. Right. Like a lot of these buildings are, you know, these glass towers, doormen, security out the wazoo. 
like yada yada yada. And you know, for those of us who've been able to kind of get around that and and you know see the views that the one percent sees or see the views that the birds see or you know go underground to some forbidden abandoned situations it's 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 awesome dude you know every time i do something like that i'm like i'm i'm in a part of new york that most folks don't even get to experience and that and that to be in new york and to be in such a large city and to 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 see it from a vantage point that not many folks get to see is is really incredible and it's probably one of the more uh one of the more amazing parts about the whole thing probably one of the parts that i enjoy the most about about the whole experience the journalist in me wants to press you on these illegal matters, but the, fr- the, the friend in me wants you to not self-incriminate. So, hey, man, we, we can, can talk on. about it. You know what, Mike? I, I, I got no shame, dude. I, I'll tell you anything you want to know. These, the one, like your aerial shots, basically, that, that's what I want to know. Because New York is obviously a city that goes vertical. Yep. But it's not easy to get up high. It really isn't. How do you get, I saw one you're like over the Statue of Liberty, the one you're like your feet's hanging off the, the 50th floor, it looks like, of some yeah, building. Yeah. How does how do you get to those places? So the the aerial shots, um, you know, there's a number of, of companies that provide helicopter tours of the city, and you know, at the time, the girl I was dating bought me a helicopter flight for my birthday because she knew how much I loved photography and how much I had been dying to to get up in a chopper and see the city from from on high. So that was one experience that was amazing. So you know, I spent maybe 30 minutes in the chopper and we flew around the island, and I tried to take as many photos as I could. Um, the building shots. So here's what I've learned through, through doing this. A lot of these guys who get these great photos from on high, they have an in, right? Like I said, it's all about access. Mm-hmm. So one of my, one of my Instagram buddies is an elevator operator. He works for an elevator company and you know, he repairs elevators, right? But the premise behind that is that all the elevator rooms in every skyscraper, obviously is the top, is at the top of the building. Right. So he and I will, you know, sometimes we'll we'll hang out, we'll meet up. And because he's the elevator guy, he has access to the elevator room. And by virtue of having that access, he has access to the roof. Mm. So which all comes back to those connections that you have to establish. Which in the all first comes place. back to those connections that, that you that have established. Right. Like doormen, elevator operators, like some of these people that, you know, most folks wouldn't even blink, you know, bat an eye at. Or, or can provide you the the, the best ac- access and, and the greatest views, and you know I guess that's just a lesson in life as to you know to not discount anyone. Everybody has value, and uh, you never know what interaction is gonna is gonna be the ticket to to help you advance your career, help you become a better person, help you get those great shots. You never know. What do you love shooting most? Because you do a lot of nature, you do a lot of scenic landscape, but you do a lot of the urban and the architecture. So you do cars, you know, a whole bunch of different stuff. What What's your favorite kind of subject to work with? For me, it's not even about the subject as much as it is the process. You know, like for, for me, photography is a release, right? You know, I work a nine to five, corporate America, stressful deadlines, emails, meetings, yada, yada, yada. So for me, when I shoot, it's a release. You know, I like to hop on my bike. I'll ride out somewhere. And, you know, just enjoy the nature, just enjoy the sight, the sights and sounds of the city, go to a location, set up, kind of wait for that right moment, you know, wait for the, wait for the breeze to blow through the trees perfectly, wait for the sunlight to hit whatever perfectly. Like, you know, it's, it's a process for me. So whatever experience can, you know, allow me to put my mind at ease and, and, and kind of just be at one with nature and be at one with my surroundings and, and capture all the beauty 
of this gray earth is is what I enjoy. You know, whether that's a landscape out in the Adirondacks or whether that's being on top of a bridge somewhere, it it, it doesn't matter. It's, to me, it's about the process. And and you know, I look at my photos when I go through my feed, and I can think about every every photo has a story. And you know, it's it's great. It's almost like a diary of sorts because when I go back through my posts and my feed. It just takes me back to those moments and that time when and what I was doing when I was taking that photo and, and how I felt and who I was with. And, you know, it's it's a great way to kind of document your life. Even if I'm not in the picture, I still remember everything about that moment and what brought me to that point when I took that picture. How much time do you dedicate? How often are you going out per week? How many hours a night or on the weekends are you going out there and waiting and setting up and seeing what your what your lens sees? Honestly, I haven't been out as much as I would like to. Um, there was a time when I was going out maybe three or four times a week um, last year, earlier, maybe even earlier this year. But this year, I've just been busy with travel and weddings, and you know, I haven't been able to get out as much as I would like to. But I try to shoot at least once a week, at the at the bare minimum. Um, and it's been tough lately because. I'm trying to to figure out where I, what I want to shoot next. You know, when I was first getting into it, there were so many things that I hadn't experienced through the lens, and there were so many you know so many goals that I had that there was always a new adventure, so to speak. But you know, since I've been doing this for a few years now, you know, I've kind of I've kind of tackled some of the major land landmarks, some of the major skyscrapers. Obviously, there's more rooftops. But I'm at the point in my life There's now, always rooftops in this there's city. Always <laughs> rooftops, right? But I'm at the point in my life where I don't want to risk getting a trespassing ticket or like end up on the front page of some newspaper because I was trying to be reckless and, and get some photos. Like you know, it's it's a it's a it's a balance, right? You gotta you gotta weigh the risks versus the reward. Um, and I haven't been shooting as much as I would like to lately, but that's gonna change real soon. I think that's what a lot of people who see successful people on any social media of any kind, YouTube included, think, oh, how do they do that? You know, it's it's so, it's not that easy. You got to dedicate the time. And I think people think that it's just, you know, you, you turn your phone on and you do something stupid and you get famous. And that works sometimes. But you when you have your nine to five, you still got to go out there a couple of days a week. You got to put in the time. And a lot of people, I don't think, realize that. Yeah, they don't appreciate it, Mike. And, and you know, it's, like I said, for me, it's been a great release. So, you know, there'll be times where I'll come home from work and you know, I have a choice. I mean, I could I could kick back and, and sip a beer and watch a game, or I could get the bike down, bring out the camera, and go catch the sunset. You know, and in the process, I, I end up biking. You know, a couple miles, which is great physically. I get to see a nice sunset, and it just you know, it just changes your whole perspective on life when when you do stuff like that. And for me, it's been it's been really positive in, in so many ways, and, and I'm really happy that I, I kind of took this leap so to speak and um I'm, I'm really happy with the way things have gone so far your life sounds so zen dude i mean dude it's stressful out here man people are getting murdered yeah. in cafes and concert halls and people are getting their heads cut off and there's like 16 assholes running for president <laughs> and this shit is nuts right now mike yeah, so, yeah. you know i i'm just trying to like just keep my head on straight stay above the fray and and you know be positive and spread love and and all that good stuff, and hopefully it'll come back to me at some point. All right, we're gonna. I want to talk to you about Instagram, kind of at large, and your opinions on it as a network overall. But first, or last question for you on our sort of current topic train: uh, if if people are, are asking you, you know, how can I make my Instagram better? How do I make my shots better? Improve the the quality, and not just posting all this frivolous stuff that everyone else does. Uh, what advice do you have for 
Joe Commoner who's just trying to get his his game up? Well, I would tell Joe Commoner first of all to really think long and hard about what it is that you know gets your blood going. Like for me, obviously it's skyscrapers and rooftops and landscapes and mountains and you know leaves and fall fall foliage and that kind of stuff. But that doesn't you know that doesn't do it for everyone. Um, I have a friend. She likes brunch. She, I mean, she loves brunch. She loves lunch and dinner, and she loves to eat. And she's kind of a foodie. And you know, she's kind of tailored her account more towards food reviews and restaurants and and awesome dishes. And and that's cool too. Like whatever your niche is, whatever your lane is, I, I would say embrace that and and just really try to execute to the best of your abilities. Um, I would I would suggest following some people who are popular in that niche. Kind of see how they approach things learn from them. But more importantly, I think that the real key to, to being successful at photography and Instagram is to, you know, you got to be unique. You got to be different. You got to approach things in a way that someone else might not approach it. Right. Mm -hmm. So like I said, it's, it's very easy to go to 34th street and, and stand at Macy's and look up and snap a photo of the empire state building. You know, anyone can do that, but are you willing to to stand on the corner of 34th and Park during Manhattan Hinge in the middle of rush hour traffic and stand in the street while cars are going by to get the shot of the sun right in the middle of the road? You know, that that makes the difference. Stay safe like, out there, man. Jeez. Like I, well, you know. So, <laughs> like uh, I said, it's a risk versus reward thing. So, right. uh, you know, the winner, winners take risks. And, uh, you know, I take a few, but nothing nothing too crazy. All right, so let's talk about your thoughts. Let's talk about your thoughts on Instagram, sort of at large overall. I mean, it's a it's a platform where the most popular accounts are gorgeous women in no clothes. All the posts that get shared the most are celebrity selfies. A lot of product placement. Yep. Does, it, does that ever frustrate you as somebody that tries to use it as an art form? Oh, of course it frustrates me. It frustrates me because I feel like it sends a bad message to to younger younger people. You know, especially for the girls. Um. You know, I wish, I just wish people worked a little bit harder. You know, I know, obviously I'm not a woman, so I don't, I don't, I can't imagine what's going through their heads, but it kills me sometimes that, you know, a girl will just, you know, stick her butt out, flash some cleavage, thousand likes, right? Yeah. Easy. 15,000 followers just because it's, she just, you know, it's a cute girl posting selfies and, and, and I'm, you know, I'm not begrudging her, but I'm sure she has more to offer than just, you know, a big butt and a smile. And we don't really get to see that on our Instagram. And I feel like people are doing themselves a, a, a disservice by not presenting them their full selves. But if if that's working for her, and 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 you know she's making money and she's getting opportunities to further her career by posting those selfies, then you know more power to you. But you know I can't. I'm not going to do that. I'm not. Like I said, I'm not a woman, so I have to find my lane. And you know I'm not. I'm not going to begrudge anyone. Obviously, with any social media platform, there's there's a, a wide array of content, right? Like, you know, and you can find whatever you're looking for on any of these platforms. So if you're into to pretty girls, then there's 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 no shortage of that. If you're into to sports cars or, you know, whatever, then there's no shortage of that. If you like to follow celebrities, you got that too, right? So mm -hmm. whatever, you know, whatever you appreciate as a, as a, as a viewer, there's definitely something out there to, to whet your appetite. I don't know. How long do you see? Because obviously, 
social media has sort of life cycles. You know, Facebook was the cool thing when it first came out. Now your grandma's on it, and it's not quite the hip thing anymore. Yeah, my Twitter, dad commented on one of my pictures today. What what did he say? My father just commented on one of my pictures today. Was it an awkward like dad joke comment? No, no, it's not at all. He was just being supportive, but right. you know, it's it's still right. It's not like just college kids only like it used to be. Um, exactly. And then Twitter had its run, and now Snapchat's kind of what all the teenagers are doing. Instagram seems to have been the most stable sort of since its inception. Do you see it staying that way? Do you see any other better ways to share photos that maybe don't exist yet? Dude, if there is a better way to, to share photos, I want to think of it because the folks who uh, – Cash. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I would love to get bought out by Mark Zuckerberg. Like That would be amazing. But as far as I see it, Instagram's going to be around for a while, especially now that you know they've incorporated the video aspect to it. I think that was a game changer. Um, I think brands and, and companies are, are, are seeing the value of, of being on Instagram and these other platforms. And, and whenever you know big businesses start to get involved, you know it's going to be around for a while. As long as you know people are engaging and, and big businesses see the value and are willing to invest, then I think it's going to stick around for a while. Um, as far as the future of, of you know, photography sharing platforms. I don't know what that's going to look like. I really don't. But I've, uh, I'm happy that I was, I was at a place where I could take advantage of Instagram and all that it provided, and uh, and use it to my advantage. What's good Instagram etiquette? How much is posting too much? What's what stuff people do on there that really piss you off? Hey man, you know, to each his own, right? But my whole thing is like, I don't want to offend people with with my content or or my frequency of posting so i try to keep it to like a post a day and i haven't even been doing it that much lately like i've been posting maybe once every two or three days a few times a week but never you're never going to see more than more than one post a day at my peak i might have posted twice maybe once in the morning and once in the evening back in the prime back in the back in the prime (laughs) quote unquote i might have posted twice a day but never more than that so what's the what's the dream or, or the goal for you as a photographer? Is it something that you think you can make a career out of, especially if it's online or social, or is it more a passionate hobby that can be supplemental to what you do with the rest of your life? Well, right now it, it's a passion and a hobby that's that's supplemental. But if if some some opportunities presented themselves that allow me to to make it a full time career, I would I would relish that. Um, ideally, I want to travel, Mike. I want to I want to see the world. You know, I, I really have been thinking hard, long and hard about how to combine my love of visuals and photography and filmmaking and storytelling and all that stuff that I do and my love of travel and, and how to parlay those interests and combine them into something awesome. I think if I could if I could be on a plane often going to some other part of the country or the world and documenting through my lens and through my eyes what I see and sharing that with people. And people, you know, looking looking on that favorably, that would be that would be amazing. Uh, that would be a, an ideal situation for me. I just thought, I just of, thought it. of it. Imagine if Instagram was around when you were in Torino for the Olympics or Beijing working the Olympics. Some exactly. of the pictures you would have had there would have been sick. Exactly, dude. And it's funny you say that. I've, I've actually gone back and, and edited a few um, from 2008 and posted them. But obviously, the quality isn't as great because you know technology wasn't what it is now. But um, yeah, man, that's what I'm saying. Like, if if Snapchat was around back then and Instagram was around back then, it it would it would have been a game changer. And you know, I had a great time out in China, and I thank God Facebook was was what it was back then because I was able to share some of those moments with people. But I can't imagine what it would be like to be at an Olympics now, to be in Rio next year, or something, and 
with with the platforms that that are out right now it would be it would be amazing start saving up that money you got a few months still maybe get yourself down there dude i would love to <laughs> all right Brian. we end every show with the fun five that's the first time i've actually called it something usually i just kind of bullshit these five questions at the end but now we're going to make it a segment let's do it so these are just kind of quick hitters a little bit you know in apropos of whatever we've been talking about before but actually you kind of read my mind because one of my questions which alluded to you just saying you want to travel and see the world say tomorrow i can give you a plane ticket anywhere and you have you know all expenses paid all the equipment you want and you could have a trip anywhere in the world to spend a week just photographing where would you go wow Wow. This isn't a promise because I'm broke, but just theoretical, you know. Yeah, well, I appreciate the offer, though. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's very sweet of you, Mike. Um, let's see. A week anywhere in the world. <sighs> Man, I would go to Mount Everest. Mm. I would go to Everest. I would stand on top of Everest. I would plant a Syracuse flag. <laughs> I would take selfies. And it would be amazing. I would, you know, I would travel through Nepal, Tibet, you know, that whole region. But really, I would just love to be on on those mountains. I think that would be an amazing experience. I don't know anyone who's who's done something like that. And you know, I'm all about doing the stuff that no one else gets to do. You know, that's kind of my my motivation, right? That's right. kind of why I like to go to these abandoned buildings and these subways and these you know the tops of, of bridges and whatnot. Because for me, it's really exhilarating to experience things that not a lot of folks get to experience. And then to share that with other people and, 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 you know, help them feel as much like they're there as I can, that's, um, that, that's a real joy for me. So, you know, I don't know any black folks who've been to the top of Mount Everest. Maybe there have. <laughs> maybe there haven't. But if I could be the first brother from the top of, on the top of Mount Everest, that would be awesome. If I could be the first Syracuse alum on top of Mount right, Everest. Leave a nice little Carmelo Anthony throwback you know jersey I mean? at the top. <laughs> a Carmelo jersey and a, and, a, and a Syracuse flag with the big old orange S on it. That would be that would be awesome. Boom, you know, nice. I, I would do that. Or maybe even space. Is, can, can we can we can we can we say space? Is that in this hypothetical where I have all the money in the world? Yeah, yeah why not? Sure. Yeah, I mean we could hop on like a Richard Branson like right, SpaceX right. flight. I would totally go up to space for a couple hours and, and get some nice aerials. Like, talk about aerials. Yes, getting up high for sure. You know what I mean? Like, I, w- I would love to do that. So I, I think, you know, something something like that, either Everest or space, would, would be would be amazing to me. Do you have – this is uh, number two. Do you have a favorite Instagram filter? Do you even use filters? I don't even use the Instagram filters anymore. Like I said, I do all my editing and post. Right. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it into Photoshop uh, Express on my phone. Just do a little, you know, highlight and, and shadows, you know, nothing too, nothing too crazy. Like I'm not one of these guys that adds birds to his, to his photos and adds <laughs> adds stars and you know, just some people go really crazy with this stuff and and you know the photo that they post is not anything like the photo that they took and I think that's a little disingenuous. So for me, it's it's just about optimizing what I did capture and making it look look the best that it can. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna add any any birds or trees or or planes. And Barack Obama get in the frame. It's exactly. Like, <laughs> you know, oh, you, there's a, you in a photo with you and so and so. Like no 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 that didn't happen like that. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to present it like it did happen like that. So for me, um, I don't really use filters. I use a couple. I use two apps really. I use Photoshop Express on my phone and and VSCO Cam. Um, and then I just you know I, I upload it and I don't really try to get too crazy. I think it's really more about taking a, a, a great image from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And letting that speak, than than trying to embellish and and add things to it after the fact. 
Yeah, you can't shine shit. And that's why if you don't have a good first photo, no number of filters, I think, is going to help you out. Exactly. What's your favorite account or accounts if you just got like two or three that you like to follow? Mm, what a great question. Um, I think my buddy MJ in NYC is uh, is one of my favorite accounts just because I know that guy personally. And like we've been through some through some pretty crazy experiences. He's the guy who actually um, introduced me to the 59th Street Bridge. And and he also introduced me to uh, the City Hall subway station, the old City Hall subway station, which is beautiful architecturally. Um, so I like to keep up with his account just to see what he's doing. He's always, you know, scaling some buildings. I haven't seen the kid in a while, unfortunately. But, um, you know, his account, his account inspires me because I know him personally. It's uh, it's always cool to uh, follow him. I like, oh man, there's too many to name, dude. There's there's really too many to name, but uh, there's some really solid photographers out there who are doing some really great stuff. And I guess the competitor in me enjoys Instagram because it is, it motivates me to to, to step my game up, mm-hmm. and it compels me to get better because. You know, you see what the competition is doing, and and I say that I, I use that term loosely. It's not really competition; it's friendly competition. But you see what your friends are doing, and um, you know, it's not those. Their photos look like that, not for you know. Your my, my photos could look like that as well. Is is, mm-hmm. is all I'm saying. And and being online and being on social media and and getting the feedback and seeing what other folks are doing is really uh is really motivating me to uh to to just be better, just to continue to get better. All right, so this is question 3A. It just came to my mind now because I didn't have this as part of the original five. Yeah, it's awesome. Um Because you mentioned a lot of the accounts you like to follow are fellow photographers, people who do it kind of right. And we talked earlier how celebrities, a lot of times, their accounts aren't the best. Let's go a little more mainstream here. Is there one celebrity that you look at their account and you think they know how to do Instagram? That, Kevin like, Hart. They're doing it right. Kevin Hart is the fucking man. Yeah? Uh, off the top of the bat, Kevin Hart is, is, is one of the most amazing human beings on, on Instagram. His posts are hilarious. He puts these awesome videos together. Um, dude, it's like every every day on Kevin Hart's Instagram is like a mini stand-up routine. It's, it's, it's brilliant. I don't even know how he sustains being funny like that. Even in his normal life, just just Kevin Hart being Kevin Hart is, is hilarious. And, and, and I really enjoy it whenever I see someone, one of his posts. And Snoop Dogg, too. I think those guys really... Uh, are pretty legit when it comes to, to social media. And Snoop Dogg's French, French Bulldog is awesome as well, too. <laughs> French Bulldogs are made to be photographed. Um, all right, fun five question number four. And I want you to think about this because this means you get to hang out with them, you get to talk to them, you get to maybe establish a relationship, professional or otherwise, afterward if you play your cards right. Uh-oh, okay. I know you're not a big portrait shooter, but if I could get you access to shoot any person in the world's portrait, who would you pick? Wow. I could shoot anyone's portrait. So you you can hang out with them. You're in the setup. You're like small talking. Afterward, you can chat with them about how it went. You know, you get all this access to them, but you also get a chance to maybe take these iconic or great pictures. So you got a, a lot of things to juggle here. Yeah, picking. It's got to be. I'll be talking dead or alive. Alive. Picturing, That's photographing dead people is kind of creepy. Yeah, I mean, well, I, mean, I, <laughs> I know what you're saying. You yeah. go back to that era. Yeah, no, alive. Uh, it's got to be Barack, man. I, I I just I think he's a really fascinating human being, and I would I would love to to get in a room with that dude and 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 chop it up, you know, off the record, you know, have a candid conversation with Barack about everything that's been happening in the world, 
the last seven years in his life, um, I think that would be pretty pretty cool. And and then to also you know photograph the president would be a, a great honor. So you know right now I think he would be top of the list. I, just, I have a lot of respect for the man. Um, I can't you know he he has an insanely pressure filled job, but um, I think he'd be a cool guy to, to sit down with and take some photos of. And maybe you get a game of one-on-one on the court with him. And oh, you know, well. something or like <laughs> after the appointment or whatever he can do, you All know, right. anything. <laughs> All right, last one in the fun five, Brian. The one thing you wish nobody would ever try to do in a picture again is? Wow. Ooh, ooh, let me think about this long and hard. The last, oh, Mike. <laughs> I hit. I I give the hard hitting questions here. No, you do, man. There's so many party fouls too. Like it's it's really hard to to pick one. The last thing that I wish everyone would stop doing in photos. I think I think for ladies, I think ladies, we got to get rid of like the duck the duck face, mm-hmm. the pouty lips. It's got to stop. Yeah, the new one is like it's the fish mouth or something. It's well, slightly open, right? Yeah, stop that. Yeah, that, yeah we that needs to go. And and for fellas, man, there's so many there's so many egregious, (laughs) just egregious violations that it's it's hard it's hard to pick one, right? Yeah, I think for the guys, I think for the guys, it's got to be the ab picks, right? Like, yeah, put your shirt back on. Put your shirt back on, man. You're you're an adult. You know what I mean? Unless you're unless you're in a, a swimsuit, like shoot for J.C. Penny magazine or whatever, <laughs> your freaking shirt on. Yeah. So I think I think I think the duck face slash fish mouth, whatever you, whatever they're calling it these days, and the and the and the and the faux six pack, I think I, I think I would get rid of those. I would agree. All right, Brian Dumas, thanks so much, man. Let's tell oh, man. people where they can uh, find you again on all your different uh, places to check out your cool work. It was a pleasure, Mike. If if you're looking for me on social, I try to keep it pretty consistent for for everyone's sake. It's uh, Instagram is at b underscore dumas d u m a s. Twitter is b dumas online b d u m a s online, and uh, Facebook is Brian b r y a n dumas d u m a s. And your website too, right? Oh yeah, www.bdumasonline.com. All right, good stuff. To find me, make sure to go to MikeJanella.com. Also get all of our previous episodes from old podcasts. We're on Stitcher now. Brian, that's pretty Stitcher. cool. Yeah, just got on that. That's where all the cool Sport kids are man. Yeah, hey, so fi- out here. I'm proud of you, Mike. Thanks, man. So find us on Stitcher. Find us on iTunes. Give me an awesome rating, all five of the stars. Give me a good review. Also make sure to check out MikeJanella.com to find out about all the cool intro and outro music that you're hearing for the show right about now. Brian, thanks so much, man. This was really awesome. My pleasure, dude. Thank you, Mike. All right. Happy Instagramming to all you folks. Thanks for listening, and I'll do better next time. See ya. Peace.